This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. It is Northern Tier League Now, your NTL sports podcast, and we have already reached up now to episode number five. Glad to have you all back. I'm Shane Wilbur. Sitting across the table from me on this wonderful evening is Joe Carrion as we get ready to record for you the next episode of Northern Tier League Now. And Joe, we are back again. A first week of Northern Tier League football is in the books and a lot of interesting reactions going on around the Northern Tier League. Yeah, that's, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how our predictions shook out this week. So we'll get to talk about that. That's right. Now, of course, uh, we'll recap uh, week number one of football. We'll get you ready for week number two coming up here in just a little while. Also, in this episode of Northern Tier League Now, we're going to talk with Wyalusing Cross Country Coach. That's right. We're going to cross country today. We're going to talk with Wyalusing Cross Country Coach uh, Jim Schools. He'll be up in the podcast coming up a little bit later on, so definitely looking forward to talking with him, talking about his squad. Of course, the Wyalusing Boys program coming off a very good year last year a state place finish for the Y losing Rams so we'll look forward to talking with him coming up a little bit later on and uh, Joe really exciting to just keep this trend of uh, reaching out and uh, getting new coaches on and uh, talking new sports here on the podcast oh yeah I think that uh, cross country is definitely a sport that doesn't get a whole lot of uh, attention but we're going to give it the attention it deserves on here and I'm excited to talk to the coach from Y losing all right, so that'll be coming up a little bit later on, so we'll have that for you here in just a while. And, of course, uh, as I said, we'll talk some Northern Tier League football as well. But tying in with Northern Tier League football, and I was going to talk about this last week, but we got on such a good roll talking about all the games and everything, uh, I didn't really get a chance to get it in, but uh, definitely going to make sure that it does this week. And I know we're going to skip ahead just a few weeks, but uh, coming up, week number five, okay, for Northern Tier League football, it's going to be homecoming at Alumni Field in Athens as the Athens Wildcats are going to be hosting the Canton Warriors. But there's also something else attached with this game as well, and it's going to be called the Gold Out Game. Now, you can go to Facebook and search Gold Out Game. They've got a Facebook page already planned out for it. But uh, this is a really awesome thing, Joe. Now, I don't know how familiar you are, how familiar you are with this, but uh, there's, there's really a lot of good tie-ins here. So you've got two former students, uh, Coral Weldy from Troy, Timmy Ward, obviously, from Canton, who have kind of united forces here uh, with parental units, with support systems and stuff, to really put things together here to now benefit uh, some folks over in the Athens area. And that's why they're calling this uh, the Gold Out Game. It's to benefit kids' cancer. A lot of the proceeds going to go to helping uh, these families up in the Valley. But uh, I thought this was really awesome to see. Uh, Team Courageous, as they did, and, of course, uh, Timmy Ward-Strong bond together to unite forces here in the Northern Tier League and just another way to show why this area bonds so well together. Yeah, it's great to see that even though there's a fierce uh, rivalry between all of our area teams, it's it's good to see us uh, 
all coming together and working towards a cause. I mean, you know, when we found out that Timmy was sick, I think that I saw some from every school in our area coming to help him. You know, I saw so many Timmy Ward shirts at volleyball games out in Wyalusing and Troy and Wellsboro, and it's it's just been it's been awesome to see the support. And I think the gold out game is a great idea. What's really unique about this is, and I think a lot of credit needs to go to the Athens Wildcat student body as well. Uh, a lot of integral parts had to work together to make this night happen, and a lot of credit needs to go to the Athens student body as well. This was their homecoming game. This is going to be their homecoming game, and they are using this platform their homecoming game to be this night for the gold out game and you know you could be a lot of selfishness out there you know for students for young people you know sometimes you want that night to shine you know on the court on the queen and stuff like that but no this student body really came together and decided you know what this is this is something that's much bigger and if we can have an opportunity to put this out there and we can share our homecoming night and really make this a special evening because this will be something that gets remembered amongst a lot of the student body for years to come that uh, they made this uh, more of a magical evening this is just something that's awesome so I think anybody out there uh, who wants to not only uh, commend everybody for putting this together, also needs to give a nice uh, pat on the back and a nice uh, show of support to the Athens student body for really stepping up and sharing their homecoming night for this. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a it's such a classy thing that they're doing because, like you said, homecoming night, you want to focus on the king and the queen. And, and honestly, when you're competing in front of all those alumni, you want to be you know putting on a good show. But I think that now it's the focus is turned to a good cause. And I, I'm excited to be at that game and see how it turns out. All right, so that's going to be Friday night, September the 20th, coming up later on this season. That'll be week five for Northern Tier League football action uh, coming up later in the schedule. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. They do have T-shirts and everything that they are selling right now. So go to the Gold Out Game Facebook page. You can search it there. And they've got a lot of the info there and some contact information as well for people who can be a part of this night. So anyway, you want to come out and show your support, it would graciously be appreciated. And uh, I know a lot of the folks who are putting this together definitely have a lot of thank yous to pass along. And as soon as we figure out uh, all the pieces and stuff that go together for this, hey, get a hold of us here at the Northern Tier League Now podcast. We'll graciously donate our time as well. We'll pass along a lot of thank yous that need to go out too because, uh, you know, whether it's Timmy Ward Strong and Team Courageous coming together, you know this is going to be a great event. Event. Uh, I know a lot of those folks out there personally as well, and, and I can use this platform, and we can use this platform to do good around the area. Gladly, we are going to do it. Absolutely. We're going to use this to benefit the kids in our area and to benefit this league, and I think there's this is great timing too, so we'll do whatever we can. All right, so now that we've done our uh, good deed for the day and passed along some great info, and we definitely encourage you to do that, uh, this is a podcast for sports, and we've got to get to some sports talk here. Now, we're going to get to football here in just a little bit, but and just a little bit ago, and that made me think that you are definitely uh, writing down some scores and stuff from earlier this week, and you're telling me that uh, there was some action going on on the green clay this week uh, for some tennis action, huh? Yeah, last night we had two matches uh Kalineski Valley Indian girls defeated Tawanda five to two and the Wellsboro Green Hornets defeated North Penn Liberty five to two so those two teams are off to a hot start uh 
Kowneski Valley girls have always been tough in tennis. Same with the Wellsboro Green Hornets uh, tennis team. So it'll be interesting to see when those two teams face off here later in the season. All right. Well, always good to get some tennis in. And, uh, you know, I once tried playing tennis. Now, uh, granted, this once was a few years back in high school. And needless to say, I thought I was Pete Sampras. When needless to say, I was uh, really some scrub named probably uh, like George or Bucky or something like that. And not I just, like I Roger wasn't Federer anybody. or anything? No. Don't no, I was I was not Sampras. I was not Federer. I didn't even uh, you know scrape the uh, bottom of the barrel for somebody who you can think of in that aspect. But no, I was just. No, I've heard not that good. a uh, a tennis leadoff is the same as a golf swing. Is that true? Like it's the same motion, or is that all a lie? Why Why would it be the same leadoff? You're back swinging like when you're golf swinging. You're you're coming from the bottom when okay, you're so that, serving. That was you're going that over was the fake top. news. That was fake news. Then that I read. wow. Okay. You need to start talking to the right people, Joe. I think you need to hang out with me a lot more than what we actually do. Okay. Well, <laughs> you make that happen, and we'll do it. Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, so there we go. We got some tennis in here for you. And, of course, uh, you know, we get to now go into the week one recap of Northern Tier League football. And let me tell you, week one was something that uh, was a little shocking and a little eye-opening for most of us there in the Northern Tier League. So as we look back on some of the excitement from week one in Northern Tier League football, then, Joe, I'll turn to you on this one. Was there... Uh, an aspect or maybe a headline or just maybe a, an image or a score or something that really stuck out uh, in your head as we look back on week number one for Northern Tier League football? Um, There was a couple. First off, I'm going to start with Troy Trojan football. Uh, they came within seven points, one score of, well, you know, tying Bald Eagle area, but this is a team they got, you know, handled by last year so to see the progression of talent on that squad i'm really interested to see how they do uh next week against wellsboro i think that's going to be a great game but i'm not going to get into that too much just seeing how well troy played on saturday against bald eagle you know they have a great quarterback um troy's defense looked good the run game was awesome uh, yeah, so Troy looked tough. And then the other thing that stuck out to me, too, is why Lucing getting a big win over Montrose in week one. You know, they, they were only only won one game last year, and now they're they're 1-0. and So things are looking positive out in why Lucing. Okay, I had about three things that stuck out in my mind. And I'm going to go with you for the first one with Troy. Not so much that they hung into the game. That squad that's been together, they've got a very good core going on there with Troy right now. The one aspect that I was really looking to see for Troy was how would Dom Ayers, their quarterback, progress from his sophomore year to his junior year in his second full season as the varsity starting quarterback, and he more then answered the bell. I did not realize he was that fast. That 70-yard touchdown run he had was awesome. And to see him you know, progress into this year, that was awesome to see. So glad to uh, see that coming up uh, for him. And uh, I look forward to a lot of great things coming up. And as you said, the matchup with Wellsboro, something on the horizon as well this week. And we'll talk about that coming up in just a little while. My next uh, little thing that kind of stuck out in my head from week one I did not see Tawanda only putting up six points on Friday night against the Warriors in week one. I have just, I could not believe it. I mean, I knew Canton had a great team and they played well and they did a lot of great things. And quite frankly, 
many, many props going to the Warriors' lines, both offensively and defensively. They controlled things up front. But if you've been around the Northern Tier League as long as I have, to see a Tawanda team come out and only put up six points is just something that's just, it just seems unfathomable right now. Now, the great thing about Tawanda is, I think with that night, they found some things that are going to work for them. You know, I, I think, you know, you learn more from adversity than you do in victory. And for Tawanda, I think Tanner Kunkel, he found a great receiver that night in Kithcart. For Tawanda, you know, they've got some corrections to make up front. You know, uh, Jaishere Robinson, he'll find some holes eventually. I realize some nights it's your night, other nights it's not. But, uh, you know, just to, just to see a Tawanda team only put up six points in week one really kind of stuck out in my mind as well. And my third thing, you know, I'll go with you as well. Why losing? That was a great night for them. They needed that just from a morale point of view. They needed to be able to come out get a win, and just get that victory vibe going through their system again. Now, another thing I heard last week, and I don't know uh, how much uh, truth there is. I haven't really had a chance to talk with anybody. I was told they did it even without quarterback Shane Fury last week, so I don't know how much of that is true. I've just heard things through the grapevine. Not going to actually go out and speculate because that would be irresponsible of me, and I don't want to be the irresponsible guy uh, on the podcast, but that's just you know some things that I've heard. So uh, hopefully, you know, if indeed they did do it well that's uh, an awesome sign for them and uh, you know if Shane Fury is indeed you know injured or something well I hope that uh, he gets back healthy soon because he's an athlete that I definitely want to see on the field what is the one game this week that went exactly the way you figured it would North Penn Mansfield Montoursville that was the one game that uh, I just I knew it was going to be an uphill climb for the North Penn Mansfield Panthers. And the one great thing I love about Coach Dickinson is, you know, he he knew what he was getting into. And, you know, everybody who follows football, we're all realists. We know exactly, you know, what you're coming into. You know who's loaded. You know what teams could be, you know, a climbing team. You know what teams are going to be a work in progress. And North Penn Mansfield, give them credit. They came out, they fought, they battled. But you just, you knew that was going to be an uphill climb with Montoursville. Yeah, I got to say my game tonight, it kind of ended the way I would expect, was Wellsboro-Kowineski. I mean, we, you and I talked about it. Mike Schmidt's a guy who he's selling us awesome things for that team, but it's going to take some time to implement and install those systems. So Wellsboro rolled over Kowineski, you know, 56-6. There's no shock there. I did hear for some hear, for some, hear from some people who were at the game that, you know, Kowineski did look a little bit different. You know, the offense looked a little bit more stable defensively. They weren't missing some of their assignments like they used to. So there are good things that Kowineski did against Wellsboro. CV fans, don't feel bad about this team. This team's going to be okay. Just enjoy the ride. And then, of course, you know, you had uh, Sayre with a big win over Bucktail. And, of course, uh, Athens, you know, they'll be back to the drawing board this week after they fall to Hanover in week one. Were you scared with Sayre and Bucktail when Bucktail scored first? I was I was not really privy to a lot of how that game went until a little bit later on. I was texting a friend of mine who I knew was there, and uh, I was getting some scores back. And, uh, you know, I... I it's so crazy because it's like you know Bucktail has pieces. They just don't have the full puzzle. And Sarah right now, for probably the next two or three years, is going to be that team that I think in the Northern Tier League, everybody's going to be like, okay, when you put that top-tier grouping together, it's going to be ABC Sarah. 
or Sare and then BCD, you know, kind of like that. So, no, I didn't really panic. I knew Sare eventually was going to figure things out. They're too talented to have to uh, go down in week one, and I knew eventually they were going to figure things out, and uh, we'll talk about Sare coming up because, you know, they've got another tough one coming up this week. A lot of interesting matchups here in week two, and uh, we'll talk about those coming up here in just a little bit as well. But we are going to now segue out for just a little bit. You know, we've got a lot of football here in the early going, but uh, it's time to kick back a little bit, and we are going to switch gears, and coming up here in just a short, I'm going to have the pleasure of uh, bringing to you that interview with head coach Jim Schools from the Wyalusing Cross Country team. That'll be with you in just a short after this quick message from our good friends at Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Glad to be joined by Coach Jim Schools from the Wyalusing Area Cross Country Team. And Coach Schools, thanks for taking some time to join us here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate this opportunity to not only promote uh, Wyalusing and cross country, but also to help promote the NTL League and, and all the great athletes and coaches that are in the league. All right, so Coach Schools, I'm just going to kind of ease into this because I am not uh, very efficient in the world of cross country. I am going to defer to you as this okay. uh, interview goes. So, Coach, just kind of give me like a, a background on how, you know, cross country uh, becomes like a, an interest of a student athlete. Uh, what really drives a kid to want to run cross country? Well, I, I think uh, the main prosp or the main idea is that the, the kid has a uh, competitive streak in them and uh, they like to. Uh, constantly challenge themselves and and be able to improve. And cross country offers a great opportunity where the kids can challenge themselves and and they can see uh, their improvement. It's very concrete how the kids improve. And and running in itself is is a good fitness exercise. And as the kids see this improvement and they get better shape and they're able to do things that they haven't done before. It just gets kind of addictive, and, and they want to keep going at it and keep working at it and see how, how far they can take it. So, Coach, tell me a little bit about uh, how you got involved in cross country. I mean, I'm assuming you probably ran as you were a youth and you know got into it uh, probably uh, later on, but what really drives you to want to be a part and build a cross country program? Well, I, I began, uh, I went to high school at Anvil Cleona High School, which is just uh, east of Harrisburg, <clears throat> excuse me, just east of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And that was, that school had a very strong uh, running and cross-country uh, tradition. And I grew up, my older brother ran track and field, so I kind of grew up in the track and field uh, household. So it was a, a natural fit for me to to uh, end up going into uh, cross country. And then I ended up running, I ran at uh, Kutztown University, and then from there, then I, I came here and became a coach. So it was kind of a, 
a natural thing for me to go. It, it kind of grew up in that kind of environment, so it, it was uh, an easy transition to coaching. So now you've been uh, in the Wyalusing Rams program, and, and what year are you entering as the Wyalusing Rams cross-country coach? I am starting my 30th season as a cross-country coach. 30 years as a cross-country coach uh, for, is it just at Wyalusing or just in yes, general yep, of your years? Yep. This is my 30th year coaching cross-country at Wyalusing, yes. That is absolutely crazy to think that, uh, you know, not only have you been there uh, for that long, but also to think, you know, all, all the runners and stuff you've had through that program. Now, uh, being there for that long, do you still stay in contact with a lot of your uh, former athletes? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, there's quite a few that I still keep in contact with. In fact, uh, my one son moved out to Colorado uh, just at the beginning of August, and one of my former athletes lives out there. And we were able to meet up and uh, reminisce and, and catch up a little bit while we were out in Colorado. Um, I have a couple, uh, I have several uh, athletes now that parents ran for me when they were in, in uh, when I was, when they were in high school. Uh, so I'm still in contact with them. And then some of the other ones, uh, you know, the, a lot of them didn't move too far away. So, uh, we keep in regular contact. There's a couple I still actually run with every now and then. Well, it's good to see that you know that you still keep those running juices flowing uh, after all these years of uh, watching all the athletes run uh, since you know you've uh, kind of hung up the the cross country uh, awards and everything on your own plaque. Yeah. But now, of course, you know you've turned to the coaching hat, and well, let's just say recently, Wyalusing cross country has had some pretty good accolades uh, on the boys' side. Yes. Uh, we, I've been blessed with having some really uh, high-quality athletes on the team, and, and that certainly helped propel uh, our uh, success that we've been going through for the last couple of years. Um, another thing is we, we kind of tweaked uh, and changed our style of uh, coaching and training, and I think that's helped get these kids better prepared. Uh, my assistant coach, Ellen Coates, uh, she ran for Elk Lake, and was on one of their state championship teams. And uh, she has had some very positive influence uh, on the team and on the way that we train. And, and uh, I think that's made a world of a difference. I think what's really cool about uh, cross country right here in the Northern Tier League is you always seem to remember uh, a, a name or you know a certain runner. You know maybe you don't always remember a team, but you will at least always remember the name uh, of a runner. Of course, now I'm from the Canton area. Garth Watson's a name that's going to remain yeah. synonymous with cross country uh, in this area. And of course, uh, you know uh, former coach Mike Murphy over in Northeast Bradford. I mean he's always had runners galore for that long a period of time. So I, I think what people don't appreciate is cross country has uh, its roots right here in the Northern Tier League. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> there's a great tradition uh, in the Northern Tier. Uh, we have had over the past decade or so uh, the dif most difficult league in the in the state. And you know, if you can get through our league. And, and be one of the top in the league, you're going to be top in the district, and that's going to place you all for states. And it just, it, it's a very competitive environment. Um, we like to refer to them as frenemies. Uh, they're, they're, these kids will get together uh, after a race and run and do a cool down together, but when they're in the competition, I mean, it's fierce. 
And it's really good to see how that has kind of um, made the, the the quality of the NTL cross-country rise up a whole level from what it had been before. So, Coach, let's focus on this season alone. Of course, uh, lots of praise being heaped upon the uh, Y-Losing program. You got a lot to shoot for uh, given your performance from last year. Obviously, it's a new team, but you know, still a good core of your group back. Uh, how does this Y-Losing Rams team shape up against uh, what's undoubtedly going to be another grueling league schedule? Uh <clears throat> Well, we, like you said, we did return uh, a very strong nucleus uh, with Alex Patton, Kemuel Lawmillick, Logan Newton, and Caleb Stoddard. Uh, they they bring in a nice, uh, close-knit group, and with the addition of some younger kids and some new kids, uh, I, I'm really, really excited about the prospects of our team uh, on the boys' side. Um, the league is going to be grueling and demanding, uh, but it's kind of spaced out pretty good that that we're not going to have to like go to deep to the well every single time that we step on the course which is going to help us out in the long run when we get towards the end of the season and when we're starting to peak our legs aren't going to be uh wiped out uh like it had been in previous years so So i i really like the our prospects now as you look at this season uh, and you don't have to really get into the whole depth of uh, your roster and your lineup and such cross country I feel like is always you know kind of that sport where as a coach you're always waiting to see uh, you pretty much know what kids you're going to have out but there always seems to be a surprise or two you know a kid you might not have thought you were going to whether or not he's just looking to get in shape uh, for himself or maybe even for a sport he might be playing later on in the year I mean uh, does that often uh, come into play uh, for you? I mean, did that even happen this year? Uh, it, yes, yes, it, it, it does come into play, uh, and and it, it, it happened this year, uh, and it wasn't that uh, the kid was a surprise coming out. We knew he was coming out as freshman, but uh, he had put in a lot of work during the off season, and he's looking really good uh, in the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he's looking really good in, so far in the workouts uh, that we've been doing, and, and, and we've also had uh, uh, a kid that was on the bubble about whether he was coming out or not. He's, he's actually a homeschool kid, and, and he ran track for us, and he wasn't really sure, and, and he, he made the commitment, and he's on the team, and he's just going to make our team that much stronger. And, and it, 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 both of those are really – both of those kids are really good additions and nice additions to the team. They're just going to round us out a lot better. All right, Coach. So, you know, let me put you on the spot here. As you look at your schedule coming up this year, are there one or two maybe uh, meets that are coming up that have you shaking your head and saying, boy, you know, these are uh, meets where we are going to have to go deep in the well, and this is where our depth is going to help us? Well, obviously, you can never count out Northeast Bradford. They're going to be always there. Uh, we're a natural rival when it comes to cross country. Uh, you know, when Coach Murphy coached, uh, we're really good friends, and it was a friendly rivalry going on. Uh, Coach Russell, right now, he's doing a really good job with those kids. So that's that's we can never take them uh, lightly. Uh, the other team that really, really kind of is sticking in the back of my mind that could pull something out would be Troy Boys, also. Uh, you got Owen, their top runner. Uh, he puts together a good race. He could get up in there. And they always have good depth. And, and Coach Ward always does a good job with, with those kids. So those, those are the two uh, that stick out in my mind right away. 
Uh, fortunately, we have Northeast Bradford at home, so that kind of eases me just a little bit, but still I know they're gunning for us. And then we run Troy over at Sullivan County, uh, and that's always, you know, it's a neutral course uh, that we have uh, between the two of us, but still uh, they're, they're ones that i got to watch out for. All right, Coach. So I'm going to put you on the spot here again as we get you out of here with this. And, man, this has been a very enlightening and awesome interview to have here. But uh, let me ask you this. So the Wyalusing Rams will continue their success from last year and possibly improve upon that success uh, with a potential state berth if they do what this season? If we keep our pack, our, our one through five, even our one through six, seven, if we keep them together and finish within a two-minute uh, interval from the first to the last runner, then we're going to be able to advance pretty far as far as the districts in the state goes. And I, and I think we can even improve uh, from what our position was at states last year. Uh, there's, there are many ways uh we're a lot stronger team than we were last year um and then in many ways we're, we're not but uh i, I think the, the key is is that getting that top group of guys running together racing together and finishing pretty close to each other uh that's going to be the big big key all right, Coach. Well, uh, thanks again for taking some time to sit down here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And, you know, as you said, you wanted to do uh, just a little bit of time to not only uh, promote the program, but uh, also uh, give some uh, promotion to the league as well. And uh, this has been a great time to sit down and uh, talk some Northern Tier League cross country. Well, thank you very much. This is, like I said, this is a great opportunity. Uh, I really enjoyed doing this, and uh, I hope there's a big success to this podcast. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. Back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And again, a big thanks to Coach Jim Schools from the Wyalusing Area High School cross country team for taking some time to sit down here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. I'm telling you, it's really a fun thing to be able to sit down with some of these coaches. And uh, Joe, I know, you know, you are really, really, really wanting to be a part of these interviews. And sometime we got to figure out a way to uh, be able to schedule you with them. But still, regardless, uh, it's it's hard when you have these coaches and the times and the places when uh, they can finally do these things. But eventually, Joe, we're going to get you in on this. <laughs> I'll get there sooner or later. It's all right. That's very true. But you know what? Hey, it's cool to get the perspective of another coach in, in another sport even that, as you said earlier, really doesn't get the pop and the circumstance that a lot of the other sports do. So, again, uh, a big thanks to Coach Schools and uh, good luck again to the Wyalusing cross-country team and, of course, all our area cross-country teams as well because, man, I give them a lot of credit for doing a lot of things, including running 3.1 miles that I couldn't do. Yeah, I mean, I can't say running was something I wanted to do in high school. I was trying to get out of it most times in gym class and during practices. But, yeah, I give these kids a lot of credit for, I mean, they can run for miles and miles. All right, so that means, uh, you know, now that we've got uh, the interview completed, hey, you know, we've got uh, week number two and another big slate of Northern Tier League football action coming our way here this week and uh, a lot of interesting games 
on the slate this week. And, uh, you know, let's start with Kalineski Valley this week. Uh, you know, last week they were on the road at Wellsboro. This week, another tough task as they go up against the defending District 4 AA champion Muncie Indians. They've got to go to Muncie this week. Both teams 0-1, both teams looking for a victory. And Kalineski's going into, uh, I guess you could say, what, the Indians' teepee. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Indians versus Indians, so it'll be interesting to see which Indians can win. But um, I think that uh, my pick for this one is I think Muncie does beat Kalineski because, you know, they like I said, they are the defending champions. Kalineski is currently a rebuilding team, if you will, and Muncie, you know, they've, they're pretty solid on all in all aspects of that team. So I picked Kalineski or uh, Muncie to win over Kalineski in that one. All right, well, here's the way I'm going to approach this game is – I think Muncie's in a little bit of a rebuild as well, but I don't think they're in as much of a rebuild as Kalineski Valley is. I think they've got more pieces to work with, and I'm kind of in a uh, show-me kind of mode here with Kalineski Valley. You know, uh, Coach Schmidt, he, he's got the he's got the swag there. Show me, and then we can uh, see where we go from there. But for right now, uh, I'm going to stick where uh, I know tradition lies, and that's with the Muncie Indians coming up here in their matchup uh, in the Indians versus Indians battle coming up here on uh, Friday night uh, down in Muncie. Now, another interesting one takes place over in Wyalusing on Friday night. Uh, Peterson Stadium, I know, going to be a rocking house when the Wyalusing Rams are home for two in a row as they will be home taking on South Williamsport, who was 1-0 as well, and uh, both teams really putting on an offensive clinic last week. Wyalusing putting up 34 points in their win. South Williamsport, a 50-pointer they put up last week against a very stingy Montgomery team. Yeah, I think uh, we could see another shootout in this one, or maybe a defensive battle, potentially. I don't know. I'm going to go with offensive shootout. I think that uh, is Shane Fury going to be playing in this one? I, I don't know. I haven't uh, talked with any sources. Uh, I'm hoping you know, he will be uh, under center or in shotgun or whatever, and uh, I hope that... Uh, if he plays, rumors, does that give the edge to why losing? If he plays, it gives them a better shot. It gives them a better shot. I think... Uh, seeing South Williamsport on tape and knowing the tradition that they have, the talent they have back, I think South Williamsport is more of a grinded-out team. I think Wyalusing still has some pieces they're looking to put together up front. I think I'd give South the edge just on their backfield alone. I think they have the ability to grind Wyalusing down. But if the Rams do somehow win this, I won't be shocked. I know they've got talent as well, but I'm going to lean on uh, the ground game in high school football, and I know South Williamsport has uh, the good backs coming into this one. So... That now will take us to uh, an interesting uh, concept here. Not many times do Athens and North Penn Mansfield meet, and both teams are 0-1 on the season. This will be at Alumni Stadium coming up on Friday night as uh, Athens will host North Penn Mansfield and both teams looking to get back to some winning ways here, Joe. Yeah, I think that... Uh I think North Penn could maybe win this one. I mean, it's going to be tough. I haven't watched North Penn a whole lot the last two years, but I know 
Coach Dickinson knows uh, Jack Young and Tom Dickinson. They know each other, and they know each other's tendencies, so I think this has the potential to be a good game. The last game I saw between these two came down to the last possession, and Athens uh, beat North Penn in the last minute. So I think uh, this could be another close one. I believe you're right. I would love to sit here and say I can definitively tell you who's going to win this one, but honestly, these two teams, it's almost like the equivalent of of a rivalry game every year. I mean, you can flip a coin and decide, you know, okay, heads Athens is going to win, tails North Penn Mansfield's going to win. Uh, I think just based on the fact that uh, North Penn Mansfield went through a battle last week with Montoursville, I, I think I might give them just the slightest edge to go to Athens this Friday night. But, I mean, if Damian Hudson gets loose, all bets are off, and Athens comes away with this one uh, on, on a dime anyway. So, regardless, uh, like I said, you can flip a coin with this one, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, either way, I won't be shocked how this goes. But, like I said, if, you, if you're going to make me pick, I, I do believe that just by the slightest of margins here, just on the battle testing alone last week that North Penn Mansfield went through with Montoursville, I'd give them the slighter edge. And that, of course, takes us to the next matchup this week coming up uh, on Friday night. This one going to take place in the uh, Endless Mountains Athletic Complex. Tawanda home for week number two as they get ready to take on a very talented Sarah Redskins team. I think we're going to find out a lot more about Tawanda coming up this Friday as they have to rebound after giving up 40 points last week to Canton. So how does Tawanda bounce back knowing they've got a tough Sarah team coming? To town. Well, I think that if you're Tawanda, you go in there, you look at the things that you did wrong against Canton, and obviously you correct it. Um, now, Canton ran all over Tawanda, so I think that, you know, stop the run. Um, you know, I can't say you want to force uh, Sayre to pass because they have a strong passing game as well. I think I'm going to have to give the edge in this one to Sayre, but you never know. Tawanda is traditionally tough at home. I don't think they liked losing the way they did, so I think they got a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth from last week against Canton. I I, I give the edge to Sayre, but I think Tawanda is going to play better this weekend. You know what, and I give you major props on that one because that's about the same way that I'm going as well. It's just because more of the fact I know that I think Sayre's got a few more weapons than Tawanda does right now. I, I think Sarah with Firestein, with Corbin Brown, with Braden Horton, I just feel like you know they've got more of the pieces that I think can put up big plays than Tawanda does right now. Now, granted, on the other side, Tanner Kunkel still somebody you have to account for. He can still make plays with his legs, but I just think that uh, when when the game comes to it, I think Sayre's got the ability to make a few more big plays coming up in this one. So I, I fully expect to see Sayre go to 2-0, and uh, that could potentially shape up a great matchup in Week 3, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit uh, later on down the road here in the NTL Now podcast. Now, I want to skip ahead. I want to get away from Friday. I want to send myself and you into Saturday mode because that will be Hall of Fame day for the Canton Warriors. They've got a 1 o'clock kickoff coming with the Montgomery Red Raiders. That'll be at Miller A. Moyer Field, 1 o'clock on Saturday. The Canton Warriors, you know they're riding high right now after putting up 40 last week against uh, Tawanda. I know the message this week from Coach Seacrest has been, hey, we got to stay humble. We got to stay hungry. You can't overlook uh, opponents, and uh, you got to take this on a weekly basis. And I think that Montgomery is going to play them hard. They always play everyone they play tough. Um, 
I think that some of the things that the Warriors can improve on is Uriah Bailey looked a, a little shaky, you know, from the pocket in game one. I think he only had seven completions against Tawanda. He ran the ball excellent. They kind of had the running back by committee with, you know, Uriah and Carson Steiner. Um, I think we can expect more of the same. I think they're going to try to pound the rock, but I think that Uriah is going to bounce back from that and have a little bit better of a game throwing the ball. All right, so the Warriors, obviously, we know they've got uh, a lot of the weapons. Uh, I would not be surprised this week to see maybe uh, some more decisiveness on the defensive side of the ball. I know that right now, you know, they're kind of uh, in a uh, show-me mode. They're kind of trying to find the right pieces for the secondary. And, of course, this week, you know, they're going to have to find that because Montgomery's bringing in a really good air raid offense. Hey, they put up 36 in the loss to South Williamsport last week. So it's not like Montgomery doesn't know how to score points. Now it's just a matter of piecing this whole thing together defensively and just bringing everything together. But I'll tell you what, dude, you've got to give a lot of credit to those linebackers last week from Canton. Garrett Storch, uh, Carson Steiner on the interior, and, of course, the Nelson brothers, uh, Mason and uh, Keegan, Boy, they did a really nice job uh, right there, kind of in that interior for the defense. And if they're able to do that again this week, Montgomery's going to have a very long day. And, I mean, I think one of the things that we talked about in the preseason is we were a little worried about Canton's defense. And I think they kind of quieted some of the, you know, the critiques, if you will, about whether they could go into an opponent's place or at home stop some of these bigger offenses. So I think they can, if they play like they did last week, keep Montgomery at bay. I do appreciate uh, some good formed opinions. And, uh, yes, as you uh, said, you know, to be able to stand back, uh, you know, and uh, answer a lot of the critiques from people and also, you know, answer a lot of the critics, the naysayers, that's always a good thing as well. But we have to go with now what I firmly believe is the game of the week. No doubt, no other reason or rhyme to not make this the Northern Tier League game of the week. Now, of course, I cannot make a prediction here. This is my Wiggle 100 game Friday night, so I will not be making a prediction here. I will give some analysis, but uh, Joe, you've seen Troy. We know Wellsboro's got a lot coming back. We know they are uh, you know, a very explosive team as well. This one's going to be fun on Friday night. Oh, I'm, I cannot wait to be out at, uh, at the game this Friday. Now, I've got two matchups, and I, I'm kind of an offensive guy, if you haven't noticed. I give my critiques on the offense, but two matchups, that, and I even wrote this in the paper this week, that I think are going to be key to this game. Aiden Hauser for Wellsboro and Damian Landon for Troy. Now, Aiden Hauser, you know, he's coming off that ACL injury. He had some awesome surgeons who helped him out in the offseason. Last week in his first game back, had 201 yards, four touchdowns on 16 carries. Now, that's a monster game to start off with after coming off an injury like that. So Troy's going to have their hands full with Hauser. And then can Wellsboro stop Damian Landon? And you touched on it earlier that Dom Ayers looked amazing last week. I mean, we... I'm not sure if anyone, some people in Troy probably expected it, but I think a lot of people outside their camp didn't expect it. So the other thing is Isaac Keene. Wellsboro's offense is, you know, Matt Hildebrand, he likes to throw the ball. So Isaac Keene has stepped in. He looked very solid for Wellsboro in the pocket last week. Can Dom Ayers kind of match that Wellsboro intensity, you know, behind the line at the quarterback position? So I guess my, my thing is for you, do you think if Wellsboro gets up, Will Troy be willing to throw the ball? Because I know they love to run the ball. 
Will they be willing to throw the ball if it comes down to a shootout? I, I think they have the ability to throw the ball. Obviously, that it's not something they really want to do. On the flip side, Troy's going to try and limit possessions here coming up on Friday night. We saw something uh, that I wasn't really expecting. Uh, I want to give a shout to Caleb Binford last week. I thought he looked good running the ball last week as the tailback. Landon played a lot more fullback. They still utilized him very well. Now, you like to go offense. I'm going to flip the tables. I'm going to go defense. I haven't seen Wellsboro's defense this year. Obviously, with Hunter Brown being gone, that takes a lot of their team speed on the edges away. But on the flip side for Troy, I think they've got two edge guys that are really going to help them coming up on Friday. I really like the play of Morgan Madigan on one side. I like the play of Jake Dietrich on the other. Uh, I think Troy's got a couple of nice edge guys that can help play the contain game. And, of course, we already know they're bulky. They're big inside. So, I mean, I think this is really going to come down to more of uh, who is smarter and who controls the game more at the pace that they want and who takes advantage of the possessions that they have. I think uh, both teams are going to have to score. I do think this is going to turn into an offensive shootout. I mean, I don't really know uh, if either team is going to be able to stop what each team wants to do well. So the good thing for Troy is, though, I think seeing Baldy Galeria last week definitely helps them prepare for the offense they're going to see with Wellsboro. Absolutely. And uh, I think that it's going to come down to, like you said, which team can impose their will and their game plan on the other one. Uh, and, I mean, it it may come down to one play as to who wins this game. I, I think it has the potential to be a little bit more of a defensive battle. Like I said, I'm an offensive guy, but it could be a defensive battle. I'm not sure. But I think one factor that plays into it for Troy is being that they like to run the ball a lot, play action comes in. I, we saw that last week. I mean, they, it blew the roof off that place. No one was expecting it. Bald Eagles linemen bit on it, and their receivers opened down the field. It was awesome to see. I'm not going to lie about that. But, yes, definitely looking uh, forward, or definitely looking forward, I should say, to this good one coming up on Friday night. It's Troy hosting Wellsboro, Alperon Park. If you're not really uh, going to any other games on Friday night, you know, you want to come see what I feel like is the matchup of the week. This is the one you want to get to. Hey, we've got it for you coming up on Wiggle 100 on Friday night as well. That'll be uh, our big game of the week coming up this week. And, of course, uh, we'll get things going with the countdown to kick off starting at 6.30 and of course uh, our good friends at 95.3 The Bridge as well. That'll be Tawanda Sayre coming up on Friday night too. So we've got uh, some great radio coverage coming up for you. we got some great action overall going on here throughout the league and uh, Joe overall, I'm just getting giddy and excited for week number two. I mean this is uh, this is kind of the week now where we see what adjustments teams make and what we can maybe expect uh, from teams as we head into kind of that middle portion of uh, the season. Yeah, we're really going to find out who these teams are in week two I think based on the matchup so I think like you said week two is such an intriguing week I love the way the schedule played out it's just it's got me I'm I'm so pumped up I'm you so look ready like, to go you look like you're the guy who's jonesing for like that fix of sugar from like a monster or a red bull or something. I am I mean I've been jotting down notes here like some crazy person this whole podcast but yeah man let's let's
let's do this. I'm excited. Oh, man. So it's been another great week. And, of course, uh, as I said, you can join me Friday night on Wiggle 100 for the game of the week with Troy and Wellsboro. Looking forward to that and uh, can't wait to bring you that action coming up on Friday. But, again, uh, as we are uh, signing off here, I want to thank head coach Jim Schools from Wyalusing area. Uh, good luck again to him and the cross-country team as they get ready to compete here in the season coming up. Now, of course, as the podcast continues, uh, we want to let folks know that, you know what, next week, I'm going to try and venture off into the land of volleyball. We got volleyball coming up here next week as well. So, yes, going to try and line up uh, some volleyball coverage for you coming up in next week's podcast as well. But, Joe, before we uh, get on out of here uh, quickly, I did a quick Twitter poll this week at NTL Now, and uh, the results are in. I asked which team who lost in week one for NTL football was more likely to pick up their first win of the season in week two. The majority of the votes go with the Troy Trojans this week as they get ready for Wellsboro. So go ahead, folks, and uh, remember, keep following us uh, both on Twitter and on Facebook, at Twitter, at NTL Now, and, of course, uh, like us on Facebook, NTL Now Podcast as well. So, Joe, some final thoughts as we get ready to sign off here. Uh, Get out to whichever game you can, folks. Football around here is exciting. Um, I think I have to agree with Shane. Game of the week this week is Wellsboro-Troy. I am excited, though, that next week volleyball starts, soccer starts. We're going to get some cross-country action, so we're really going to start pumping things out, and it's going to get it's going to get really busy for everyone around here next week. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are as well. So here's to a great fall season to come now as uh, the sports teams are really starting to get revved up and uh, the schedules really start uh, cranking out here as the seasons get ready to go. All right, so that will do it for us here in episode number five. I want to thank Joe Carrion across the desk for another great episode. I'm Shane Wilbur. Folks, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week. Joe and I will be back next week with another great episode of Northern Tier League Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast, a production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.